Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. I am so excited to have as my guest this week, John Calabrese. I met John first time, I think, at the Windsor Castle. Was it the Windsor Castle 10 hour, John? I believe so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He lapped me a lot of times, but that's okay. (laughs) So John is just one of these runners and just kind of hearing his story and hearing where he's come from and what he's done. I know that a lot of people are just going to love to hear John's story. So John, you ready to go for a run? Absolutely. Let's do it. I know you just got back from, you know, a little short six miler, but you know, this will be a shorter run. How's that sound? That sounds good. (laughs) There you go. So John, let's start out with tell people who you are and how you started running. I got into running in 2017. Uh, I was, you know, going through a divorce and going through some traumatic times. I needed some kind of outlet. At first I wanted to qualify for Boston. That was, that was my goal. I liked doing marathons. I trained for my first one and it went well. But then uh, I found about this little uh, race in Tennessee called the Barkley Fall Classic. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I can get into this race. Let's see if I can do it. So I just put in because you know, a lot of people were dropping out because of a hurricane that was going down over in that area. So I was like, well, let's see if I can do this. So I got an invite right off the bat and I freaked out. I emailed the race director, uh, Laz and Steve Durbin. I was like, is this for real? Did I get into this race? And I'm like, yeah, see you soon. And I just freaked out. It was like two weeks before the race. And so like, <laughs> The coolest thing, though, like I ended up, so I met this woman at a race, Melinda. She, so I met her and I I asked her, I was like, you know, because she was right in Knoxville. I was like, do you know anybody that's coming down to the race from Virginia? I'd like to go with somebody. And she basically introduced me to this guy, Eric. I'd never met Eric before, but I go to his house and pick him up and we drive there and I stay at Melinda's with him. The community is so tight knit like that. I mean, where else would you do that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's the ultra running community. It's like, okay, I know this person who knows this person who knows. Yeah. Look, just come down, stay with us, and we'll just run together. That's yeah, yeah, awesome. Other, I pick a guy up. Yeah, I mean, it's there's no other community in the world like that. No, no, that's that's part of what makes the ultra running community really special. So you started. With, that's insane. You started your ultra running career with the Barkley Fall Classic. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I. I didn't get the 50K. I got a quote-unquote ultra marathon. If you don't make the cutoff, but you still finish the race, if you don't drop and you don't make the cutoff, you can get a marathon finish. Basically, you don't get to do the extra bit to get the 50K. But Laz calls it an ultra marathon because, I mean, the race is pretty ultra. I mean, you're going up and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, it's an interesting thing. But, I mean, that race pushed me to really, you know, it pushed me to really go harder and, you know, get, more vert, get more miles and just it lit a fire in me to you know, really do better and be a better runner. That's awesome. So like the Barkley fall classic, do you do the, the, the normal Barkley loop or is it different or how, what's, what, what is that race like? So it's very difficult. I mean, you do a lot of the stuff that's on the big Barkley, but you don't, you don't look for book pages. There's actual aid stations there. But I mean, it, it's still very hard. I mean, uh, you're still going up rat jaw. You're still doing like, um, you know, I don't even like saying the names. I <laughs> need just, the, you know, like te- testicle spectacle, meth lab. Right. Yep. Spots, you know, so like, um, yeah, it's very intense. Uh, I got the 50K finally this last year. Awesome. And it's brutal. We had to go up rat jaw twice. Oh. It was raining. It was muddy. I fell into people's arms. I almost fell off the mountain a couple times. It was the most intense thing I've ever done in my life. Well, okay. So the first time it was dry. I got up, okay. I got up the first time before it started getting muddy. But the second time, 
It was a muddy mess. My arms were tired. They kept giving out. I, I kept falling into people behind me. Luckily, they, like I got caught a, a couple times by people. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't move my arms. <laughs> that <laughs> like, is awesome. Right? Yeah, it was, it was the most intense thing I've ever done in my life. It was crazy. That's wild. So how did you get started running? Because you haven't been a runner your whole life, right? So I did it off and on a little bit growing up. Maybe like, I think I ran like the mile in middle school. I mean, I, I wasn't like great at it or anything, but I like to run. I mean, I think middle school planted the seed a little bit. And then uh, when I joined the military, you know, you have to do the PRT. So basically um, you have to learn like, I think a mile and a half in the Navy, something like that. Yeah. But um, I like doing it. I like training for it. But I didn't have the discipline to do it. But then uh, basically when I got older, I, you know, unfortunately went through a divorce, a really messy divorce. And it was, uh, it was really stressful. And I just need some other outlet to get, a, get my mind off of stuff and just, you know, relax and just focus on things better. And, uh, yeah, I just took right to running and never looked back. Like I said, I did a marathon and then I did a trail marathon and then Barkley. And then I was just in love with ultras. I was just doing them like from there to doing a race, like every weekend. <laughs> I, yeah. So th- you, you race more than anybody I know. Uh, <laughs> how many ultras did you do in 2021? Oh man, I don't even know, man. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, like, I just I do them like every weekend, and not just eat, like real easy ones either. I, I do some really hard ones. Like I did the ones that jump out. I mean, I, I did a I did a hundred miler. I did Devil Dog 100 miler, 100 miler, and uh, Barkley Fall Classic, Badwater Cape Fear. I mean, uh, I. I did, <laughs> I, wow. didn't, I mean, it wasn't easy ultras. I did some pretty hard ones. Yeah, just pick some easy ones, John. I mean, yeah, Devil <laughs> Dog Ultra. Yeah, just throw that uh, that hundred miler out there. I mean, that's that's pretty much a breeze, right? It's all you no, know, I, flat, right? <laughs> they're not breezes, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I like to really push and do harder races. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's funny, you know. Like, I look, I look for these races that you know i go through these lotteries and pay pay money for them like oh i hope i get in there so i can suffer some more that's <laughs> so have ridiculous. you been out west yet or you've pretty much done all your racing here in the east right yeah so i have an eight-year-old and uh you know i i'm pretty involved with her life she does riding and dance and it's kind of hard to do the west travel but i i really want to do badwater 135 that, awesome. that's like yeah that's the west coast race i want to do i mean i'd like to do western states and stuff like that but badwater is that's probably my ultimate race that I want to do. Yeah, you got to go do Bighorn once too. I I would like to do that too. <laughs> yeah, that was so. We lived in my wife and I lived in Sheridan, Wyoming, and the uh, Bighorn Fifty Miler was my first official ultra marathon race. Did not end well. So yeah, I've had some bad experiences like that too. I mean, if you look at my ultra sign up, I've got a lot of DNFs. You say you have to think about like the, the next race. That's how I look at it. Living an Ultra Life is brought to you by Forge Glory Athletics. Forge Glory Athletics is a science-driven, client-proven, premier running company that instills strong, introspective pillars through disciplines of movement that award personal growth in multiple aspects of the athlete's life without injury. We must find the light within ourselves before others can follow. Christopher Guerra. Yeah, my really good friend, John LaCroix, he's the race director for Human Potential Running Series. I ran one of his races in 2017, and I'd had this string of DNFs, and it was just, it was mental. You know, I'm missing cutoffs by three minutes and, you know, getting pulled and stuff like that. And uh, he just looked at me and he said, 
you know, so you think DNF means did not finish. And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, no, did nothing fatal. That's right. And uh, I've kind of adopted that. And, you know, you go out and try hard stuff and sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out well. You know, if you just keep on, I, I tell people, if you run the easy races, okay, you're going to finish and you'll look good. And, you know, your ultra sign up score will look good. But if you go out and you do the hard stuff, yeah, you're going to fail sometimes. But that's kind of what propels you forward more. The failure. Does. That's, it's part of the game. Exactly. Like, uh, you know, the situation with, like for me with like Barkley, you know, not getting the 50K the first time. Yeah. I mean, you, sometimes you need to fail. And that's the, that's the cool thing about doing these races and pushing yourself. I mean, it's at times it's okay to fail and you know, that will push you to be a better runner. I think that really, that's helped me in the past. Like I said, you'll see, look at my ultra sign up. I failed a lot and I'm, you know, again, that pushes me you know, to strive and do better and, you know, to push myself harder. And I, I mean, I can be pretty hard on myself, but I mean, it's, I love it. I mean, it's all part of the game for me. For example, I did uh beast of burden this was a hard one. I did Beast of Bird in, in 2020. It was like the last big race I did before, you know, the COVID lockdowns and stuff like that. And it stinks to go like into that with the DNF, you know, but I, I got to mile 75, I think. I was about to go out for the last loop, but, you know, I'm from Virginia. I don't, I'm not used to that kind of cold and everything because this, this race is in Buffalo in February. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm not used to layering, right? I mean, the coldest that year was, I think was like 40 here in Virginia. So like, oh. I mean, I did Good job, you know, considering that, but, um, that had to be brutal. Oh, it was, it was so fun. So it's a tow, it's a tow path. You couldn't see anything other than the snow. Like all it was was just cold. It was windy. It's right on the water, but yeah, that ate at me so bad throughout the initial stages of COVID because I was like, Oh, I had, you know, I had a race that I could have finished. Like if I would have known that that was about to happen, I would have just pushed through and and finished it. But I mean, For me, I need stuff like that sometimes just to push me for the next race. Like, cause I'll tell myself if I'm going to, if I'm thinking about dropping, I'll be like, well, if there's a COVID situation, what if there's this, you don't want to live with that regret. Wow. That's one of my models in life is live with no regrets. Yeah. I think a lot of people are hanging around and they're going, well, what if I had done this? And I'm like, okay, you know, if you're asking yourself, what if I had, you're asking yourself the wrong questions. You should be asking yourself, when will I not? What if I had? That I think is the right way to rephrase that. So you've overcome some real battles in your life, some deep battles with depression and battle with alcohol and stuff and come out the other side, a way better person, haven't you? I truly believe so. I stopped drinking before I started running, but I really think, I really think running in my life, just doing you know, physical activity has really helped me be more of myself. Like wow, I was when I was growing up, I used to love sports so much and I don't know how I got out of it just going through like adult life. And, you know, what I try to tell my friends that are struggling, no matter what your sport is, just find something that you love doing and just kind of disappear into it. Use it to help you make yourself a better person and, you know, get back to who you were as a child, you know? Yeah, that's that's really important. What do you do now for profession? Obviously, we have to make money so we can support our running, right? That's right. (laughs) I've worked at run specialty shops also, but primarily right now I'm a caregiver. Uh, for a young man here in Manassas, Virginia. His name's Donald Harms. He's a great guy. He has cerebral palsy. Basically, I met him at a race. Him and his dad were running a half marathon. My first start getting into running, basically. And when we were lining up, they go right in the front. I was like, oh, what are they going to do? They took off. I believe they got second or third overall in the whole race. Yeah, Michael yeah, I mean, is they, amazing. Yeah, they're incredible. And like, uh, I was so moved by the performance. I was just like, 
I have to meet these guys. So like I started pushing for Ainsley's Angels. I've pushed a lot of different athletes with Ainsley's Angels. And uh, I just kept talking to Michael and Donald and became their caregiver. <laughs> that is awesome. So yeah, so I met Michael at Grindstone last year. I was crew chief for my buddy, Brian, and met Michael. Well, I met Michael's wife at every single aid station and was helping her because she had I think she had two, maybe three of the kids with her at some of the aid stations. And she started telling me about Donald. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a really special couple. So Michael and I are trying to hook up to get him on the podcast also, because he's amazing. Incredible guy. I mean, him and Donald, that's inspiration on races. Whenever I like get like real down myself, I think of Donald and I think of how tough he is. Ask Michael about this when you talk to him. Ask him about Strong and then ask him about Donald Strong. Okay. Like, yeah, ask him about Donald Strong. He'll tell you a story that will move you. I'm not going to get into that, but just ask him about that. Okay. Well, I love seeing the pictures of you and Donald that you you post on Facebook a lot because it really kind of shows your character. I think Donald's a great inspiration because his passion for soccer, it doesn't matter if he gets hurt. It doesn't matter if he has a bad day or anything. He just wants to play soccer. He is so passionate about it. And it's to the point it moves me. Like, I, I just think about that when I do ultras. And I, and he makes me want to be like a better person, seriously. Like, you know, just a better athlete. But, you know, just again, when I'm ever down on myself, I just think of Donald, think of Michael and, you know, just wonderful people. I love the Harms. They're a great family. Awesome. So now you have an eight year old daughter. Tell us a little bit about her. She's a little warrior also. So she does writing and she does dance. I've ran, I think, four or five Ks with her and a bunch of like fun runs. She's a runner too, but I'm, I'm not trying to push her too hard to do that because, you know, I'm biased. That's my sport. She still likes running and I hope she ends up doing cross country when she gets older. But uh, again, not going to push her to that. I want her to do what she loves to do. Tell us a little bit about your training. I mean, cause you run a lot. So what is your training schedule like? Do you have a regimented training or is it just go run and let the let the breeze hit you in the in the face <laughs> so the last couple of weeks i've went over 100 miles because i did the uh i did the sandy bottom eight hour yeah two weeks ago i did the duck 100k and then last weekend i did again the mmt uh training run number two basically during the week i don't run many miles maybe like at the lowest i'll do is like six but then sometimes i'll go like 10 I pretty much average between like i want to say 60 to 100 miles a week it just kind of depends what's going on from doing all the races I've done, I just kind of go off a of feel and, you know, if I'm feeling good, I'll just go for it. If not, you know, I'll kind of take it easy. It just kind of depends. I've dialed in pretty well just from doing all the races I have over the years. So you figured out nutrition, obviously. So what is your go-to nutrition? If it's under 20 miles, I don't really take nutrition, but you know, for ultras lately, I've been taking gels. I haven't done that too much in the past, but I've been taking a lot of Morton lately. That's been working really well, mainly for me. It's kind of like running shoes. I use like what's working well at the time. It might switch completely, but like I just keep testing different things and then just dial it in and use what's going to be best for that race. Right. So at the Sandy Bottom 8 hour, you were really dialed in, finished second. Something clicked for you. I remember on one of the loops, you passed me and, well, you passed me a couple of times, but on one of the loops, you passed me and, and you were suffering a little bit. But then the next loop, you went by me and you were smiling and like a different thing. What clicked? You got into a place where it looked like you were not having too much fun. And then all of a sudden you came out of it. And I think you ran that last loop. That might have been your fastest loop of the day. It, was, it definitely was. So like, um, 
I wasn't really keeping track of like miles at first. I was just running with my friend Michael. And then I didn't want to get too far away from the guy that was in first. And uh, basically, when I found out I was at 30 miles, uh, what I was on track for, honestly, I was trying to catch the first place guy too, but he was he was way ahead of me. He, he was, was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> he was so good. I, I knew he was going to be trouble too at the beginning because like, he, he, he had like alpha flies. I was like, oh boy, this guy's going to be. <laughs> That was funny. I've never seen anybody run trail on in alpha flies. I was looking, I was like, wow, okay, this will be interesting. And then he took off and I was like, they work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was crushing, but there was another guy that was pushing pace before that guy took over. He was going absurd speeds in the beginning. Yeah. Like me, we didn't even like mess. We were like, all right, we're just gonna let this take, we're just gonna see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I watched him take off and it was like, I think he, he passed me on, my second loop and it was like his third and i was like okay this is this guy's running abnormally fast for sandy bottom but we'll see so he finished fourth i think i wasn't gonna think that he wasn't gonna hold that pace like i respected him he was going fast he was going real fast so i mean he did drop off but uh you know i wanted to hang in there well enough that if i could i could slip in and you know kind of like contest him but yeah i was worried for a little bit i thought i was gonna be in like fourth just because how fast everyone was going well, you dialed it in and you look stout. So well done on that race. That was that was fun to watch you guys. I'm pretty good at that loop. So like the last year we did it, I got third place. This year, second. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the Virginia run for cancer on that same course, the 24-hour race. I'm going to try to go over 100 miles. You'll do that. Easy. I'm going to try. If, I mean, if, if I, so my last 24 hour, I got 90 miles and I'm fully expecting to get 100 at Virginia 24. So if my slow old man's butt can get a hundred miles, John, I will kick you if you don't get a hundred miles. Honestly, I think 24 hour races are pretty hard. I mean, again, if you look at my ultra signup, it's so easy just to quit. You know, if it yeah. rains or something, like, it's just so easy to walk away. Like I'd rather do a hundred miler or even like, you know, like harder races, you know, like harder hundred milers. I'd rather do that because, you know, like a three mile loop, it's just so easy to walk away. You got it your is. car right. Yeah. I mean, like Virginia run for cancer last year. I was on track to go over 100, but um, I stopped at 78 or something like that just because uh, I went through like my third wardrobe change. Everything was soaked. Everything yep. was muddy. I saw all these people dropping. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that too. But afterwards, I like kicked myself. I was like, you were on pace to get 100. Why did you do that? So like, yeah. you know, I, I'll yeah. use that this time. And, and that's the thing. I mean, just look at it and go, okay, what did I learn? I mean, because that's the way I looked at Virginia 24 last year is, you know, my, my wife was grooming me and, and yeah, we learned a good lesson. Brain and thunder and lightning aren't a good recipe for my wife. And so at 53, I saw her not having fun and um, really not enjoying herself. And so I just said, okay, one more loop and then we'll, we'll pack it up and go home. That's where I'm getting at too. Like I had a DNF end of last year at Boyer's Furnace 40 mile race. I only had 10 hours to get that race done. And after that, I had to be with my daughter. If I could do it in under 10 hours, cool. You know, just go pick her up. But uh, I made a wrong turn and went the wrong uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as that happened, basically, I was like, yep, my day's done. So I just went to the aid, next aid station, hung out with the sweeper for a little bit and then got a ride back. But yeah, if, if there's gonna be a situation where I'm making my girlfriend unhappy, my daughter, family, they always come first. I mean, yep. all, I love ultra running and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you don't want to do that to people you love. Yeah. People you love are more important than a medal at the end of a race. So that's, that's kind of the most important thing. So Absolutely. let's, let's go over what you're running in 2022. Cause you've already <laughs> done 
you've already done four or five races, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> so we're like mid February. You've already done four or five races. Tell us what John is running the rest of 2022. And these are just the planned ones that you've already signed up for. Cause I'm sure well, there's going to be some that pop up. Well, the crazy thing also is that there was a bunch of cancellations and races earlier in the year. Cause we had really bad snow here. It's so yeah. like, uh, I didn't have power for seven days. Like, so, oh my gosh. Yeah. A couple of my races got rescheduled, like a uh, waterfall 50 K got rescheduled, then canceled. And the one unfortunate thing, I was going to do another race, but I canceled that one to do waterfall and then waterfall canceled. So I had a bunch of stuff like that happen earlier, but yeah, I mean, um, basically I have a race every, pretty much every weekend and I'm, you know, I'm doing hard stuff. I'm doing mass nothing 100. Uh, you know, I got the reverse ring this weekend. I'm doing Burning River 100. Uh, let's see. I'm doing Greenbrier Ultras 100. Wow. Uh, Cloud Splitter 100. Uh, what else? Uh, Badwater Cape Fear again. Let's see. I'm signing up for JFK. <laughs> Are you really? Oh, awesome. You're gonna, have you done that one yet? I have, but this year, my girlfriend lives over there in that area. I'm really gonna try to kill it. Yeah, I just want to, you know, I want to see her out there. I want to have a good time and get fired up. And, you know, just, you know, just kind that of thing is a blast. I had yeah. a blast. I ran that in 2020, and what I mean, I had so much fun. It was the yeah, JFK is a blast. The last time I ran it, I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I just want to do JFK, but this time I want to be in the top 100. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna run it hard like a marathon almost. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably gonna wear like a pair of Alpha Flies on the uh, canal path and just okay. wear the trip beginning but yeah i'm gonna go all out like that yeah don't do what i did living an ultra life is brought to you by forge glory athletics forge glory athletics is a science-driven client-proven premier running company that instills strong introspective pillars through disciplines of movement that award personal growth and multiple aspects of the athlete's life without injury we must find the light within ourselves before others can follow christopher Guerra. I twisted my ankle so bad that it blew up oh, no. like a balloon. So I did the last 36 miles on a ankle that was not in great shape. Did, did, were you were you able were you able to run like after that, or did you have to take a lot of time off? Yeah, no, I I was not able to run, but I was able to stabilize it enough so that I could do my fast walk. So one of the things that I have I have worked on, I actually trained myself to do it, is to get into a fast walk where I'm doing a 12 to 13 minute my minute per mile pace walking and so i did the entire 36 miles walking at a fast pace i'm trying to get better at that so like um when i walk my dog like if you look at my strava there you'll see me sometimes practicing that yeah my my dog's too crazy to run with so like i that the fastest i could probably do is like an 11 minute pace like we'll we'll kind of like run walk a little bit but if he sees an animal he'll like bolt off so yeah (laughs) i yeah we so with them i just practice my uh my speed walk and like run walk and stuff like that. But yeah, 11, 11, 12 minute pace that that'll get a hundred miles on easy. Yeah. Well, that's the, my wife and I are sitting there. We were, you know, I came home tonight and I, I said, I, after the AT, I just went out on at lunchtime from work and I've just said, okay, I don't have my, my gym clothes on, but I'm going to go do five miles and see how fast I can get my fast walk to and got it down to like a 12 and a half minute mile. And I was like, my heart rate wasn't even done. So if I were to do a 13 and a half minute mile at Blackbeard's at the end of March, I would finish in 22 and a half hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, that's uh, it's so much better than just going a lot. Like, you know, I started doing this like through marathon. So I still have that marathoner mentality at the beginning of the races. Oh, I got to kill it. You know, that kind of stuff. But right. Yeah, 
it, the struggle's real. It's every race. I, I gotta just ca- calm down. But you know, like like at Sandy Bottom though, I, I'm be you know, I'm I'm starting to do faster paces on ultras, and you know, I'm I'm hoping that I just you know every race just dial it in more and just you know get more competitive. Well, it sounds like your endurance is and your durability is really good. Yeah, I mean, like one thing I do that's helped me out. I, a lot of people like rip on me for it, but uh, I rotate shoes a lot. I mean, okay. I constantly shoes. I mean, I have a lot of shoes, and that's that's also why. Before I started working with Donald more, um, I was working at Run Specialty also, just for mainly discounts, and then learn more about shoes and what's going to be durable and what's going to work for me. Yeah, I rotate shoes heavily because when I main times I had like issues with injuries, I just pushed shoes too far, and it got to the point where I was like, "Why do that when you're going to be on the sidelines if you do that or yeah. have to, you know, get a doctor?" It's much better to just rotate your shoes properly. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. I have six pairs in my rotation. I have three trail and I have three red shoes that are always in my rotation. And I never yeah. wear the same pair in the same week, even. As long as I've been doing that, I have not had any issues with injuries. So like, yep. you know, I try to tell the people, but they just think, yeah, you know, a lot of people do think that it's excessive, but I mean, it's worked for me. So I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I recommend it. I mean, it takes some budgeting, but you know, I mean, if you if you budget your money right, you you'll be able to afford it. And you know, you and I are probably a, a lot alike. We run because it's where we find our peace, and it's where you know things get centered. And so, if that's if that's why you're running, then find a way to do it without injury. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's that's the important part. And yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not fast enough to be like sponsored athlete or anything. So yeah, I mean, I'll work at a running store. I'll look for discounts and stuff like that. And there's sensible alternatives out there. Like a trade is a good brand that's inexpensive that really learned to like. I think there's a lot of people that are scared to get into running just because it, it is, it can come off as an expensive sport with all the gear, like the watches and stuff like that. But I mean, you, you can still find inexpensive stuff. I try to tell all my friends that are trying to get into the sport. You know, I, I show them like the thrifty ways to do it and what not to do it, just all that Yep. But I tell people I have, I have a standard. So if I pay more than $3 a mile for a race, I paid too much. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm with yeah. You. So, so when I'm looking at races, I'm like looking at the entry fee and I'm going, okay, let's see. That's a $350 hundred miler. Nope. Not doing that one. So, oh, look, this one's 250. Yeah. We can do that one. So yeah. One, one thing I like about happy trails, the happy trails running club, like the reverse ring this weekend free i mean like, oh, you're, you're kidding just, yeah just a great club they put on some really good runs they're they're all free and some of the, like the aid stations and stuff that they put on people just you know will bring in their they'll bring in like community food and stuff like that some of the aid stations are better than races i paid for that's awesome wow yeah, wonderful wonderful group yeah i volunteered at holiday lakes 50k this last weekend working an aid station and i was really really impressed i got to work uh blake edmondson's aid station and if you ever run any of the the beast series races you you could live at lake edmondson's aid stations the dude puts on food like a chef like i've never seen before i was like wow (laughs) we were were cooking some food this weekend man i have a confession to make i've never done it like a david horton race i need to do grindstone or something like that or like hellgate i don't know why i have it like there's no specific reason i know because you're right there you're you're right in the area i've got no excuse no excuses i need to do it i'll probably 2023 i'm gonna hold you to it i might do hellgate this year we'll see but you see i think the main reason i haven't done that one there's always conflicts like i love devil dog i've done that i think for the last four years okay 
Yeah, and like that's that's the same. We, we that's right around where Hellgate is, and then also uh, I signed up for Cloud Splitter this year, so I that's like right around the same time as Grindstone, and then also like I'm a huge fan of the Wild Oak Trail. Oh uh, my the, gosh! Yeah, yeah. Have so you like done that, Have you done the Wild Oak Trail? The race? <laughs> I've done it three times, and have I have you? not. I have not finished. <laughs> like the most I've done is two loops of Wild Oak, and then so last year. I don't know if you saw the pictures of Wild Oak last year, like how snowy and like icy. Oh yeah, was. that was insane. That got, that got in my head big time. So like I haven't done it since then. I was having this conversation the other day. It, that that was such that was such a hard race. Uh, I want to go back and do it though at some point. It's just um, it's a huge commitment. And if you if you do have any kind of lingering demons or anything, you you will find them in those woods out there. Yeah, you're gonna be yeah, for a long time. yeah. You're, I, mean, I did you're, that loop one time just to see what it was like. I just, you know, traveled out there. I was like, okay, I've been hearing about this thing because my wife and I moved back during that pandemic in 2020. And I, I, ever I kept on hearing about this wild oak trail. And so I was like, I found it and, you know, pulled up the map and I was like, okay, to heck with that. I'm taking a weekend and going up there. Oh my God. That was the hardest 27 miles I've ever done in my entire life. I felt like I'd hard. done a hundred. <laughs> it's hard i mean like I've, i can do one loop of it's of it fine but after one loop like two i i, I mean i've accomplished two a couple times but i haven't gone over that and it's it's tough especially like the very end like when you have like the rocks and stuff like that it just yeah. beats you up you don't want to do anymore <laughs> oh my coming down that hill that last hill i was like I, just cut my legs off man they'll feel better <laughs> dang yeah, yeah that thing's hard so i don't know it's, that i'll ever actually do the official race because i did one one loop and i was like okay i'm i'm a wuss <laughs> i'm done so no, yeah it's hard and then also on top of that you know if you do the race it's self-supported there's so many different strategies that people like attempt to do on it like you know sleeping in the car a little bit right you know changing out gear uh you know it, it, there's so many variables and uh, you know it, it's the closest thing that i've seen to like the the real barkley marathons I, and i know the you know, like look get the book pages and stuff like that wild oak but i you know a lot of people that have done the the real you know the big barkley marathons have done wild oak like john kelly has the course record at wild oak really but i did I, not know that that's awesome oh, i i believe he went sub 24 on it which is that's what? that's just how good of a runner john kelly is i mean that's just you, you, you know how hard that loop is imagine doing that in a sub 24 no i can't even picture that i'm like four that, that times and less than 24 that that, re- that record will never yeah nobody will i don't think anyone will ever beat that it took me eight hours to do one loop yeah oh yeah so like i ran it I, that's actually really good so like i i did the loop a bunch of times i ran it with my buddy uh rick what was it last year i think we did it in about we almost went under seven but that was after like a bunch of times running it so like and also i was running with him and he's like really good at pacing and stuff like that so um well and there yeah, are I mean, places where you're sitting there going am i on the trail <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. when you go up hanky oh yeah yep. absolutely when you go up the chin scraper that oh yeah the first time i did that it's funny so like my buddy okay so i went up the uh one of the times i was up there like the first time i ran at night on the wild so i was on loop two i was like i lost the trail because i was just alone and i was like where am i i was like i was like yelling hey and like i, I found my buddy rob tidwell up there he's like hi john i was like oh thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome yeah i was all by my lonesome i'm sitting there going Oh, this is not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
So let's let's wrap this up. I want you to pretend you're talking to somebody who is getting ready. They're they're going to run their very first ultra marathon race. What advice would you give them? I would tell them first and foremost, you know, have fun with it. You push yourself, challenge yourself, and you know, make sure you know, make sure going into it that you've done the right training, that it, that the race day is going to be, it's going to be a fun experience. You know, just do the work, but do the work beforehand, you know, have your goals, you know, in mind what you want to do. Like, don't just go into it. Like, and just be like, Oh, I'm just going to do this to finish, make a goal out of it, train for that goal and get it. Test out your gear, test out your nutrition again, have fun and just pick a goal and go for it. I, I think that's one thing that really got me in the beginning of doing ultras. I think I just kind of like stumbled my way through a lot of them when I could have done a lot better. So I, you know, I just tell people, you know, be aggressive, have a goal and have fun with it. Awesome. That is great. Well, John, man, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your schedule and gracing us with some amazing stories and wish you a lot of luck this year. You're doing an awesome job and I'm really proud of you, man. And I can't wait to see you at Virginia 24. I, I can't wait to be there, man. And uh, yeah, Hopefully good things this weekend. The reverse rings a hard race, but you know, I, th thanks for having me on. That's some motivation right there, man. I really appreciate you doing this. You got it, John. Thank you. That's it right. for living an ultra life. John, thank you so much. Have a great night. You too.